Hello, welcome back to our program, Discover the Vocation. I'm your host, Father Danny, and it's great to have you all with us. We hope you're having a blessed Lent during the season. This is this program where we meet various people of our diocese and interview them, hearing their lives, how it's been touched in terms of the Lord, and how they've discovered their vocation. My guest on DVT today is Francisco Castillo. Francisco is currently a seminarian of the Diocese of London, his first year at St. Peter's Seminary as a propedeutic student. Francisco, welcome to the program. Uh, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. It looks like you're in a different location. Of course, you're not in the seminary right now. You are um, placed in a parish. Is that true? Yes, I'm at the Good Shepherd uh, Rectory currently. So, yeah. It's very familiar. I believe that's that was my old room when I was there as an uh, administrator as well as a parochial vicar. Okay, very cool. Very cool. Yes. So, uh, Francisco, as you know, with our program, oftentimes we interview various people of our diocese and kind of hear a little bit about their life. So if you don't mind sharing with us, for those who don't know you, um, where did you grow up? Well, what's, what's a little bit of your family history? Yeah, so uh, born and raised in Windsor. Uh, yeah, I've been here my entire life. Um, the youngest of three, uh, have, uh, my brother who's the oldest, my sister's middle child and there's me, um, growing up, gosh, what can I say? Uh, it was a great time, uh, having that, um, how would I, how could I put it? The age gap, because there was a big age gap between my siblings and I. So we sort of kept to ourselves, but we got along good enough that, uh, yeah, we just enjoyed each other's company. There was no um, clash or anything like that because we're close in age. And uh, yeah, but it was really good upbringing. Uh, great memories with my family. You know, we were a typical household. You did chores, uh, helped with dinner. We had Sunday dinners, uh, went to church, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. That's great. Um, growing up, Francisco, did you go to one particular parish with your family or did you guys kind of move around? Um, it depended on when, uh, where we were living at the time. Um, at one point, uh, we started off living in the West End. So Assumption Parish was the parish that we went to. Uh, when we moved into to the East End, we ended up going to St. John Vianney. Uh, from there, uh, my mom had a, a Spanish community. That's our background. We, we speak Spanish. Um, so she went to St. Rose and then that, that um, group of parishioners moved to Our Lady of Guadalupe. So that's where they are now. They're the San Juan uh, Diego Spanish community. And during that time, I wasn't really going to church. I sort of rebelled as a teenager. I didn't see the point of, of it. Um, so it wasn't until I was well into my 20s that I ended up going back to church. And I started off at Sacred Heart in LaSalle, uh, which was a great experience. And from there, I sort of uh, developed relationships from people from uh, different parishes, you know, Our Lady Guadalupe, Most Precious Blood, uh, Good Shepherd. So, and now Good Shepherd is is my home. So, yeah. 
Amazing. And uh, you and I have a little bit of history together. I mean, I was, uh, like I said, I was a parochial vicar and, and short-term administrator at uh, Good Shepherd, and we got to know each other. And uh, I remember we, we both participated in something called Cornerstone. Um, what can you say a little about, about Cornerstone? What's your experience of it if someone never heard about it and is maybe interested in it in Windsor? It's a great retreat. Uh, so it's uh, it's for youth, uh, teenagers, up to the age of 20, I believe. Um, how to describe Cornerstone? Well, it's, it's a weekend away from the outside world. Uh, so you get to sort of relax, not worry about what's going on out there and the social busyness, uh, time away from electronics, which at the beginning, a lot of us are like, no, I, I got to have my cell phone, you know, but by the end of it, you kind of don't care. You, you form just amazing bonds with um, other participants. You hear some amazing stories and uh, it's probably one of the most memorable retreats that I've ever been on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the unique things about Cornerstone, from my experience, is they share various vocations. So I believe I was on there and I shared my vocation story. I was only supposed to go tw 20 minutes and it went 40 minutes. So <laughs> it was a longer story. That's why that's why I can't host my own episode of Discover the Vocation. It'd be too long yeah. of an episode. <laughs> but uh, but uh, Francisco, what's your experience of, of discerning vocations? Like, Have you thought about other vocations before the priesthood? Or was this always kind of in your heart from the very beginning? And maybe you could share with us a little bit about how you came to this conclusion of discerning the priesthood? Yeah, um, that's a great question. Priesthood, I'll, I'll be honest, I never really gave it a thought. Just wasn't in my mindset. I was uh, too busy thinking like, okay, you know, I have high school, after high school, college to get some kind of career type job. Uh, you know, graduate college. Okay, now I got to try and find work in my field. Uh, so I was preoccupied with that. So I, I didn't give priesthood a thought. It wasn't until uh, I was 25 that I sort of heard a voice that, you know, said priesthood. And that scared me. Like, I just, I thought, no, that's not possible. That couldn't be a thing for me. Um, so I, part of my discernment, I, you know, I went to a come and see weekend, uh, which was great. Uh, got a lot out of that, but even after that, I thought, no, that's not for me. Absolutely not. Uh, I joined a discernment group and, uh, you know, during that time, that was sort of a, a half-hearted discernment. I wasn't really taking it seriously. I just thought, okay, well, I could be with some other guys who were on their journey and maybe learn something from it. Um, and I got recommended some great books to read. Uh, one of them is To Save a Thousand Souls. It's a great book, helps with discernment for sure. Uh, I went out, out on my own and uh, bought a couple uh, books on discernment, like uh, Discernment by Henry Nguyen, which is great. I got a spiritual director. Um, yeah. But 
all throughout that time, it was, again, it was, it was half hearted. I was very indecisive of what I wanted to do. So I kind of put it on the back burner and didn't think too much of it after I thought, okay, well, single life, that's it. That's, that's my calling. Um, it wasn't until I moved to Sarnia, uh, I was out on my own, had my own apartment, uh, good job in the field, great pay. Um, it was during that time, during the Easter season, where I remembered in one of the books I read, and even in the sermon group, uh, we had talked about sort of picturing yourself going through the journey of one vocation, so, you know, priesthood, uh, but also see yourself going through uh, the vocation of marriage. So I had done that before and nothing really jumped out at me. So I hadn't done that technique in a long time. So I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll give it a shot, why not? Uh, so, you know, thought marriage and pictured myself, you know, wife, kids, the whole nine yards. And I thought, oh, that's, you know, that's, that's nice. I enjoyed it. I relished in it. And then I thought uh, priesthood. So I saw myself, you know, ordained, doing the sacraments, masses, all that kind of stuff. And for the first time, I wasn't afraid of it. When I pictured it before, I was afraid of it. Uh, I didn't get any kind of joy from it, but this time I wasn't afraid. Uh, I was at peace with it and I just, I was filled with joy. So when I, when I felt that, I thought, oh shoot, I might, I might have to apply to the seminary because this is, this is a new feeling. It's different. Uh, so from there, you and I had conversations and, um, you guided me and you, you said, uh, I think it's time for you to, to apply to the seminary based on where you are. Sure enough, I did and uh, I got accepted. So here I am now. Thanks be to God. Um, yeah. When I introduced you, Francisco, I said you're a first year propedeutic seminarian. Uh, propedeutic is a very fancy word. Maybe you could simplify it for those who are watching or listening. How would you define the propedeutic stage of, of a seminarian? What, what kind of the purpose or goal uh, from that, that period of time? You know, it's very, it's very introductory. You're, you're getting the feel for things, you know, prior to being in the seminary, I didn't know really anything about the liturgy of the hours. So that's, that's something you, you develop over time, how, how to pray the liturgy of the hours, you do it as a group. Um, you get used to the workload, uh, you know, I'm taking philosophy. I've never taken philosophy before. Uh, there's, there's spiritual direction, there's spiritual conferences. It's all very introductory just to sort of build a foundation or a base uh, for you to um, grow upon. Uh, so, you know, Lexio Divina, that's another thing that I didn't really do before coming to the seminary, but that's that's very foundational, you know, that's your prayer should come from that kind of foundation. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's a reminder, Francisco, that the seminary, and, and you said it beautifully, that when you apply, you're not applying with this idea that 
oh, tomorrow I'm going to be a priest. But the idea is it's both a place of formation, but it's also a place of discernment. And those two kind of go hand in hand. Um, from your experience entering into the seminary, have you found the that you've had more time to discern the priesthood? Has there been moments where your formation has, has helped your discernment? Oh, for sure. Uh, you know, at the, the initial stage, you might get a little bit of shock and everyone seems to know what they're doing, you know, because they've been in the seminary for a few years now and you think, oh my gosh, I'm just starting off. I don't know if I can do this. These guys all seem to know what's going on. I don't have the slightest clue. Um, but, you know, through through, through prayer and just being with the other guys, give they give you the confidence um, to keep moving forward because they all started at that stage too. So they know what you're going through. So you develop this amazing uh, brotherly bond with the guys um that helps you see it through but uh yeah just prayer is amazing just being celebrating the the mass the way that we do and doing the liturgy the hours the way that we do in a group is just awesome and you know right now i'm very fortunate that i'm able to be in a rectory whereas normally i i wouldn't be i wouldn't be in this position until I'm in theology three pastoral year. So I take this as a pre pastoral year, which is fantastic to me anyways. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, the circumstance happened because the seminary was closed and uh, the seminary with the, with the view of the Bishop as well as we wanted our seminarians to have a good place of formation rather than just being home. Uh, you actually are in a parish and, and receiving of course, the sacraments, especially the sacrament of the Eucharist and uh, reconciliation. So no, it's, I'm glad you, you are in a parish. It's it's a great experience. I know my pastoral year was very, very exciting, but you're kind of getting a little taste of that, a foretaste, if you will. You know, Francisco, a lot of times we talk to seminarians and they discuss a lot about their prayer life, a lot about the academics, but how do you find balance at the seminary? What do you kind of like to do besides, you know, praying and studying, which are both really exciting things, but there must be other aspects that are important for, you know, a man's discernment and formation. Yeah. Um, well, you know, spare time, I, I go for walks. There is there, well, there are uh, a bunch of trails at the back of the seminary. I love nature. So I enjoy going for walks. It's very peaceful, uh, hanging out with the guys in the lounge or even going out for food with them, building, building those relationships, uh, really strengthens you and lets you know that you're not alone in discerning. You're discerning with a, with a group of guys, you know, who are going through the same steps as you are. Um, so yeah, those are the, the main things that I've been doing and exercising too, just to stay active. But yeah, that's, that's what I do on the side. Yeah. Francisco, as you know, Pope Francis declared this the year of St. Joseph. Um, how does, how does St. Joseph play a role in, in formation of seminarians? Do you find he's a good role model and example for men who are studying to be priests? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, absolutely. Just, you know, I mean, St. Joseph, I guess you could say sort of last minute got, uh, got told what his vocation was going to be, right? He, I'm sure he had zero expectation as to uh, the child that he was going to have. 
So, you know, he was honored in doing it. He accepted it, uh, the role that he had to play. And that's the thing in any vocation, we each have a role uh, to play that God calls us uh, to do. And he, just like Mary, just accepted it willingly and lovingly. So, yeah, that's, it's an invitation for us to uh, accept lovingly, I would say, yeah. Every vocation, its very end is a vocation to love. And priesthood is a particular way we love through service, uh, through the sacraments, through ministering to God's holy people in our diocese, especially. So Francisco, before we uh, we end uh, our program, there might be someone who's watching or listening, um, who's discerning their vocation, maybe especially a young man who's like right there, he's ready to apply to the seminary, but he doesn't know if he's if it's if it's a right thing or not. What would your advice be for someone who's maybe just on that little bit needs that last kind of urge to move forward to the next step of their discernment? Well, from my experience, don't, don't be afraid. You can't, you can't be on this fence the entire time because then you'll, you'll never know. You know, if, if you need a, the extra push by contacting your vocations director um, and he can tell you where you're at or having a spiritual director tell you where you're at and whether you should apply or not, uh, I think would be great. But um, yeah, you, it's better to take the plunge and know than just wonder what if your entire life, right? So that's what mm -hmm. I would say. Yeah, you can go on every come and see weekend. You can go on every discernment retreat. You can go to every discernment event. You can watch every talk. You can read every book. But at the end of the day, you have to make a decision. Absolutely. And, and it's a bit of a leap of faith, I'll be honest. But thank you, Francisco, for taking that leap of faith. I, I know you're a great addition to our team. Uh, we pray for you. We continue to pray for you as we do in our monthly in our weekly calendar. And my joy and hope one day is with God's will and the bishop's approval, I'll be able to can celebrate with you, brother, at your first mass. Oh, that'd be awesome. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. My Spanish is a, 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 po a poquito fraco, but I think I can get away with a little <laughs> bit of it. So thank you again for joining us, Francisco, for this episode. I'm your host, Father Danny. And thank you once again for joining us. We'll see you next month for another episode of DVT. Same channel, same time. God bless.